0: What's he have to apologize for?
1: <laughs> Who? Roger needs to apologize before anyone's going to forgive him for shit.
0: Okay. Do you think he ever will? No,
1: he's never going to.
0: That's why it's a meaningless conversation. What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. It's your boy Marty. Sitting now with Matt discussing forgiveness uh, before we get to jump into this episode of Rabbit Hole Recap. You know? I don't know if I'd ever forgive either. But that's the beauty of Bitcoin. You don't have to.
1: Yeah, they can use it. No one can stop them. Yeah, that's just beautiful about it.
0: Speaking of Bitcoin, the price of Bitcoin right now is sitting at $7,581.41, pretty volatile the last few hours. Uh, according to the uh, TradeBlock XBX index, sitting at black 579,565, according to my node right here. And my mempool has 557 transactions in it right now, about one megabyte worth of transactions. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this week, popping week. How you feeling today, Matt? I love the mempool readout. That's a new one. It's yeah. good. Yeah. You know what? Gotta let the freaks know. Um, mempool was empty last night, about seventeen hours ago. You've been mempool watching. Been mempool watching. Yeah. You know, got gotta. Haven't been sending any transactions. Just just observing. Um, before we hop into the topics of today's episode is brought to you by the Cash App. You freaks already know all about them. The number one app. Uh, In the finance sector for the last two years, in the app stores, there's only two Google or Apple uh, app stores. With the Cash App, you freaks already know they're helping us stack sats. The first P2P payments app to allow you freaks to buy Bitcoin can easily stack sats, send them to a personal wallet when you're ready and have gotten all your verification done. And then on top of that, they have the boost program, send you a card, do it up with your own signature. Really... This is your time to shine, freaks. This is when you show a little bit of your personality, what, what you got to bring to the world. Make your own signature, your own sign. You can go full prints on, on their asses if you want to um, with the boost card. And then you go to merchants like Chick-fil-A, Whole Foods, Coffee Shops, Panera, Taco Bell, the list goes on. Use the boost card there. Save a little bit of money and then stack some more sets. Again, go to your local uh, podcasting, or excuse me, podcasting, your local app store that Google or uh, Apple App Store. And then, obviously, our second sponsor this week is Unchained Capital, uh, their Vault program. In particular, if you guys sign up now, you're going to get three months free of the Save Edina Moose Research Bulletin. Uh, and obviously, you're going to test out their Vault program, which is a 2 or 3 multi-sig. You can use your Ledger, your Trezor, and you can keep control of your keys at all time. You have control of 2 or 3 You can move your Bitcoin whenever you want. If you ever need Unchained to come into the picture and sign that second key of that two or three scheme, they will come in there for you. And then on top of that, they're going to let you access loans, uh, U.S. dollar loans via the vaults going forward. So check out uh, those vaults at www.unchained-capital.com/vaults. Matt, there a lot of, that was a lot of ad read there. It was indeed. Um,
1: I talking about the mempool. I realized that. People were talking about on Twitter. They were talking about Cash App not giving you fee selection when you withdraw. They just eat. They just pay the fee. Cash App just pays the fee for you.
0: Yeah, they're eating that fee.
1: So it should be interesting as if, as if as fees go up, which they inevitably will. Um, how quick they'll change that policy?
0: Yeah, I'm sure they're thinking that. I'm sure, that's on the roadmap. If they uh, the team's smart, they should be thinking of that Cause, hey, in U.S. dollar terms, fees will probably go up. I mean, but
1: that's great for people who are, you know, stacking sats and worried about transaction fee costs. So just something to note.
0: Yes, definitely take note of that. This week, uh, should we we talk about San Francisco first? Oh, I'm so fucking pumped. Yeah, so uh, we officially locked down. We're going to end the Bitcoin 2009 conference being held by BTC Media, Bitcoin Magazine, that crew. Uh, It looks like Matt and I are going to end and that conference out with a rabbit hole recap, a live recording, our second live recording ever. Uh, we're pumped. We're going to do it on the rooftop there. We'll be drinking. Fun vibes. Uh, I'm sure everybody at the conference will be tired, so we'll try to end it on a, on a high note there. It's going to be such an awesome time. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, you know,
1: last time we did a live recording, the price went up 3x in
0: five months. It's true. So this is a, this is a, a very seminal event we we only do these very every so often when when the Bitcoin when Bitcoin needs when needs a sacrifice of a live recording um, so we're here to do it again last time Five Drink Matt came out we'll see if he comes out this time around uh, I think I think people like when Five Drink Matt comes out on the live stage he kept going afterwards too <laughs> um, speaking of being drunk it seems like uh, the kick team was drunk. When they were when they were emailing and talking about why they were they were launching an ICO, so the uh, we talked about this last week. Um, the kick has officially been. Yeah, they
1: hadn't gotten. They hadn't the got suit sued. Hadn't yeah, yet.
0: they had not been sued. But this week, the SEC officially sued them, uh, and the the court proceedings and the documentation that came with the uh, with the suit uh, highlighted a bunch of internal emails and communications that the kick team had leading up to. The ICO and it was pretty egregious that it was a cash grab of a of a f- faltering startup that was hitting the tail end of its runway of uh, its its initial VC money money raising. So uh, a couple of the defend crypto partners uh, have dropped out uh, since taking their their association off off the website Coinbase being one of them. I forget the other Circle Circle being the other uh, Ripple. Uh, hilariously, is now on the defend crypto website. No,
1: it's, it's not Ripple. I don't think. I think it's Arrington, Arrington Capital, right? Oh, Arrington Capital. I'm sorry. Yeah, which is Ripple Capital or something, right? XRP Arrington, some derivative, some subsidiary. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it says Ripple in the name, though. It's denominated in Ripple.
0: Yeah, so it seems like. Uh, I mean, I read the court, or at least excerpts from the court docs. It seems pretty egregious to me that uh, the way Kick was marketed. Or Kin, the token that Kick launched, was marketed, was uh, as something that you uh, would invest in and would accrue in value. Like, they basically perfectly described as security in some of their emails and, and marketing material.
1: I mean, it was really bold of them to try this. Um, you know, I, I think that the SEC should stay out of it. I, I, I think it's not mutu- – you can think that they both can go fuck themselves. It's not mutually exclusive. Um, and can you know can go to hell uh, they're obviously not defending crypto um, and I, I think it's funny that people are pulling support because we immediately you know saw through what it was last week before the they obviously didn't realize how bad this bad the case was going to be
0: now and it's um what will be interesting to see is who gets dragged into it I, obviously you have USV, who's involved? Yeah, Union so some Square Ventures, Coin Fund, Fred Wilson, Coin Fund, which is around the corner. So many, so many were involved it. in this one. So this is, uh, yes. Whether, you, again, we're we're not here to. I mean, we definitely have our own opinions, and oh, do we? I, I have my. I mean, I do not care for Kick. I think what they did it was scummy. It was uh, trying to exploit an easy money grab. It's pretty obvious and at this point, And again, like you said last week, the claim that they're the, the number one used blockchain in the world. Is just is The a most
1: egregious used cryptocurrency <laughs> in the world. Just an egregious lie. Uh, you know, Fred Wilson's line was one of the most used. And then T- Ted Livingston said the most used. So they're both definitely both wrong. But at least, you know, Fred covered himself a little bit.
0: Yes. But with that being said, like uh, I don't like the SEC is stepping in, whether we like it or not. We would prefer that pe- that this thing just go away. Yeah, and but it was expected of course. Yes, yeah, of so, course they were going to come involved. To so they involved. are involved now, and we're going to find out who gets dragged in and what precedence gets set. So this is whether you like it or not, whether you want to defend crypto or not, the, there will be precedence set here, it seems. Uh, and it will be interesting to see who gets caught in the, in the crossfire.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is probably just the beginning. It should be, it should be interesting to watch play out. Oh, and they've raised like no money. They they seeded it with like their their five million. Remember, like two million mm-hmm. in ETH, two million in Bitcoin, uh, and a million dollars in Kin. Uh, I think they received like two thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, something. And it, the value has gone down because it's crashed
0: since the lawsuit. So. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So it doesn't seem like many people want to defend crypto with that team. Again, like like we said last week, like that's a tough uh, a tough quote unquote industry leader to to go into battle with the SEC li- with.
1: Yeah, I mean, Fred Wilson said that he personally donated to defend crypto, so like he didn't donate that much. If it's, like, total... I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, they they see, It seems like they're fucked, and I don't know why they wouldn't want to settle. Uh, it's, it seems like they had the opportunity to settle. Uh, none of it really makes sense to me. So we will, you know, watch it play out. But uh, it's worth reiterating that the whole point of Bitcoin is, is that an SEC lawsuit couldn't, you know, take it down. But these centralized... Decentralized coins are super easy to take down. You just need one legal action.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's why we're lucky Satoshi left. There's no central figure. They're lucky, sort of. It's taken a while for the regulators to even come to understand this technology. And uh, I don't think we're completely out of the woods yet, but Bitcoin's probably the most, the best position to, to succeed uh, on its path towards uh, robust decentralization and therefore. Uh,
1: protection against the state. I mean, I feel like we have like we also have like all this political cover from all the altcoins. Um, you know, like who they're gonna go after first? They go after Kin first, right? You then see, they go uh, after Tron. Then see
0: Andrew Yang with uh, Char- uh, Charlie Lay.
1: Yeah, I did.
0: Charlie is such an innovator. I um, such an innovator.
1: I couldn't help but be impressed. I was. I was. I was. I was pretty. I was pretty impressed. Did anyone check if if Litecoin price went up? Uh, let's check. Right I mean now. like the listeners know how I feel um, on that respect, but I was I mean I chuckled
0: when I saw it. To innovate, just to change the the script. Are uh, you on like cut the block time in a court <laughs> by four, uh, increase the supply by four? Like, it's very innovative. What right? did the tweet say?
1: <laughs> I just
0: said uh, it was great meeting you.
1: He didn't tag Litecoin in it, right? No, he tagged yeah.
0: Short Satoshi Light. Um,
1: Satoshi Light. It was great meeting Satoshi Light. And then they had like a picture of them standing next to each other.
0: Yeah. It's something about being an innovator. Um,
1: yeah. Did right. the price go up?
0: And
1: no. This was like today. That
0: price has gone down. Or it
1: was flat. It, did the Yang thing happen yesterday or today?
0: I'm um, not positive. Either way, it's like flat, flat to down.
1: Um. Oh, by the way, if you do, or if you, if you do plan on buying tickets to San Francisco, our we have, our discount code is TFTC twenty five. You get twenty five
0: percent off. TFTC twenty five. Make sure you use it. We're very uh, low time preference here. We want you to save as many <laughs> U.S. dollars as you can, so you can stack more sats. Uh, TFTC twenty yeah. five. Uh, first 100 person coin join we talked about it almost happening a couple of weeks ago yeah
1: you were right i thought one had already happened but you're
0: right it hadn't happened um but now it officially happened uh so it's becoming more uh the this was- wasabi coin join i'm assuming
1: yes it was wasabi yeah
0: um so wasabi is becoming more more uh more volume coming on the wasabi more liquidity more potential pairs to join 100 though it's still rookie numbers right i think
1: there's I think there's a cap on a hundred for some reason is there i think there's i think that's i I'm not sure if they can go higher than that, but uh I might be wrong, but anyway, a hundred's great uh as more people use it, we'll be able to hit that number more times um obviously the more people that are involved in each round, the better it is
0: yeah and this goes hand-in-hand hand with our next topic, which is 6102's Bitcoin HODL privacy Um Oh, uh, this was
1: great. Yeah, 6102Bitcoin on Twitter uh, put together this quick little overview. Um, different ways you can leak your privacy that people don't think about, you know, like going on a block explorer and looking up an address. and um, The one we've been talking about a lot, you know, if you use you know, Trezor or Ledger's uh, in-house wallets that they use their servers so you leak your keys that way and he tells you like different precautions you can take and stuff like that
0: yeah and that yeah and it's again it's not easy yeah there's a lot of boxes you have to check off before having confidence that you're transacting completely uh in private or with as much privacy as you're expecting um one thing what is the open source explorer technology calling for Blockstream. Is it L2? No, Esplora. Esplora. Yeah, so you yeah. Blockstream, they open source their, uh, their Block Explorer stuff. So if you want to create like a local Block you Explorer. Don't even,
1: you don't even have to go that far. Like, I mean, that'd be great. But but you can also just, first of all, Blockstream.info says they aren't tracking you. But like, you know, you have to trust them in that regard. Second of all, you can connect to them through Tor or if that's still too much for you, like you can just get a VPN and connect through a VPN. Um, and then that's better than than not. Like a, a sh- one of those shared VPNs, like a Mullvad or something like that. Yeah,
0: that as well. And if you want to go completely like hardcore cypherpunk, you can you like use the Esplora open source stuff? Make your own.
1: No, yeah, I agree. And I, I think Noddle is going to put on a uh, Block Explorer too, which should be pretty dope. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to one of the nice things about this is he tells you like simple, he, t- he tells you like simple solutions. He says, use Tor. use you know, use the Tor browser, use careful the VPN. browser plugins. So it's, it, so people shouldn't feel overwhelmed. You know, there's no such thing as perfect privacy at any time you can leak, leak it. So it's just like a constant battle just to like be more private. You have to just like, um, but the, every little thing you do helps. You know, so don't d- get discouraged because you think you can't do it perfectly. No one can do it perfectly.
0: Yeah. now yeah, but it is. Um, you think this is all going to get easier?
1: Yeah, but it's never going to be easy. No. I don't think. That's something we harp on a lot. Um, but. but anyway, we'll post a link to this overview. I just thought it was a good idea to uh, chat on that.
0: Yeah. No, Wasabi Wednesday still still rolling on. Um, uh
1: they're rolling strong.
0: Yeah. Bull Bitcoin's officially turned on doing that. Um so yeah, coin join if you can. It's getting easier. They're making it easier with the hardware wallets. They now have the PIN. Did we talk about that last week? What? Uh for the, the Yeah, p-
1: the Trezor 1. Yeah. I really think the Trezor T is such a big upgrade from the Trezor 1 though.
0: Oh, I do as well. Yeah. Um
1: But yeah, they added support for that. Wasabi used to just keeps growing, so that's really good to see
0: um, next up, this was pretty creepy uh amazon ring the uh the camera their nest uh product, so the cameras that you can put on your doorbells, your doors and your house uh it's basically turning into a quasi like residential surveillance system c c t. v type thing It's so fucked up.
1: <laughs> and the the police officers are, the police departments are subsidizing it. They're offering neighborhoods like discounts so that people install it in their home.
0: And they're getting access to it?
1: Um, yeah, and a lot of times the police departments require access to it as part of the discount. So you like agree to it so they just can pull. So they, they just have like cameras all through residential neighborhoods everywhere just like recording and connected to the internet. And people are choosing to do it. Yeah,
0: people are bringing their randomized to following the uh, the Pied Piper.
1: Well, do you, you don't want you don't want your community to be safe, Marty?
0: Matthew, I do. It's just, does it have to come at that cost?
1: That weird neighbor, Marty over there, is he's he's such a creep. He doesn't he he refused to put the ring doorbell in like all the rest of us.
0: What the hell's he fucking doing over there? That he doesn't want to put his camera in. He can't be that. He just likes privacy and doesn't want people creeping on him. He's got to be doing something bad. I
1: think we talked about this in uh, in RHR with uh, Bitcoin Sign Guy, but that I think this is one of the reasons why I think if you want real privacy in the future, you're going to have to like live in communities that focus on privacy. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, it's like 23 of me. You you have. The people who don't think about the consequences of those actions, just diving headfirst into uh, into products that uh, basically cede their personal liberty and privacy uh, over time. Yeah, I mean, like imagine if you you just bought like a
1: brand new house for because you're because you were you know about to have a kid, your wife was pregnant, you just bought a brand new house, you're living there for like three months, and all of a sudden all your neighbors install cameras pointed outside their front doors like on the streets and everything. You just automatically, your whole house is just like blanketed. and So it's not even your own choices, you know? It's what everyone else is no.
0: And there was another story on YouTube this week. I don't know if you saw this, not on YouTube, about YouTube, where people are posting like family videos of their young kids on there and like Google and YouTube's AIs are like picking it up and like feeding these random family videos of toddlers to people watching other really weird videos Um, it's like even like just posting like stuff that you do post on to these websites into these these data hoarders these data silos like that data is getting used and and fed to people in weird ways there's a thread on it Uh, there was a good thread on it on Twitter I'll share it it's weird like some random family videos are getting like 400,000 views because uh, because of Google's AI
1: yeah, that's weird yeah i mean i mean the parents should just like that's kind of on the parent you know the parents should just switch that to private yes um yes. i always get kind of skeeved out by the the public online postings of children
0: yeah yeah again just putting that in public
1: just because like i feel like it builds a better facial recognition too
0: yeah, we're, we've already talked about. This. We're You're basically like face doxing
1: your kid at three or something.
0: We're, we're face fucked. We've already we've already given up on that.
1: Especially <laughs> with the ring cameras, right? Being installed everywhere. Um, That's fucked up.
0: It marches on though. Is it inevitable? Are we just gonna like have?
1: To no, it's not inevitable. It seems like it is, man. I think we just need more breaches. We haven't like, we hadn't we haven't had the proper proper fuck ups yet. Nah, and then people will learn.
0: yeah but it's coming it's coming there's been like i'm pretty sure like some of those not ring in particular or nest in particular but some like baby monitor watching tech has been like hacked and
1: oh all those things especially like the cheaper ones and stuff are like some of the most pwned devices they use horrible like wireless security standards and everything
0: some people are just literally live streaming their kids in their cribs, and they have the, no idea to the dark net. Yeah, I probably know some people that are. It's fucked up. Uh, on the on the more optimistic things, the initial rollout of Watchtowers uh, has started from Lightning Labs. Watchtowers is a uh, is been much weighted for sort of upgrades to the Lightning Network because right now uh, you sort of have to trust that people on the other side of your channels aren't stealing your Bitcoin, especially when you're offline and the watchtower sort of helps uh, keep everybody in check, especially if your are trying prone to go offline and stuff like that. Thanks. Yep. Explain that. Yeah, that's
1: um, yeah. Watches your channels for you if you're if you go offline. Yeah. And I guess their plan is they started off free. Then it's like a reward based system. And then after that, it'll be like a paid service. So people run watchtowers and you can run it for your friends or stuff like that. And then they they can pay you or, or you can give it to them for free. Yeah. Um, and the biggest requirement of a watchtower, besides being always online, obviously, uh, is is a regular lightning node, but also increased storage space. Because you have to store all the channel states.
0: That's uh, so the watchtower stores the states for you. You store it too, yeah.
1: But just in case you're offline and the other party tries to maliciously close the channel it's with a, a different balance than it currently is at, um, the Watchtower will intervene and do the penalty transaction. So, so just the fact that Watchtowers exist should reduce the chance um, that anyone would even try to make the move anyway, even if it's not actually protected under Watchtower. It kind of creates like a herd immunity.
0: Yeah, no. It's uh, like like we said. It's something that's been waited for for a while. Lightning Labs has got out in the wild now, so slowly but surely, it's getting built out, getting more usable, uh, becoming more robust. Number of channels. I think I saw Hasu tweeting about this. The number of channels in the uh, Lightning Network has gone down recently, but the number of nodes is going up, which is probably probably a good, healthy sign that people are creating less, but Bigger channels.
1: I think Ellen Big has been uh, downsizing. Has he? Yeah. Or she?
0: Or they?
1: Yeah, I think it's a he, but I'm not sure. He's on Twitter. She or they <laughs> is on Twitter. <laughs>
0: um, why do you think he's downsizing? Do you know?
1: He said on Twitter, he was like, heads up, guys. I'm taking, I'm closing this many channels. He's like, people who obviously weren't using his channels, he... He was closing their channels, doing some cleanup, and it was nice that he gave a heads up on Twitter.
0: So he's not as nefarious as some people once thought.
1: Yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't think he's, I, yeah, I, I don't think he's nefarious, but we shall see.
0: Yeah. Um, gonna go on, along with second, uh, second layer, scaling tech this week, Monday, I believe. Ruben Thompson, who's based out of Seoul, he runs the Bitcoin Seoul meetup. He released his proposal for state chains, which is another second layer uh, scaling solution sort of which complements and augments uh, Lightning Network and Liquid. It is, uh, wow, how am I going to describe this? So it it allows you to exchange UTXOs off-chain, and uh, basically what it is is a two-of-two multi-sig setup, uh, one of the... One of the keys, which is held by a state chain entity, which is a group of people uh, that have to sign an n of m multisig for that one key in the two of two. So you you would have like a an entity of fifteen people, seven of which would need to sign to uh, to sign the second key, and then the other key would be for users, and they would pass that private key along, um, and the the uh, s- state chain entity sort of keeps track of who. Has the other private key at any point in the chain, um, and and basically the the uh, benefit here is again you're able to to exchange UTXOs off chain.
1: Yeah, this the the big thing is that it's a different layer to network. Yes, right. That's what that's what's going on. It's a proposed additional layer. Just like we have right now we have liquid and lightning in operation this would be another option
0: yeah right, I'm pull, I'm pulling up the article now so I can uh the ch- uh, the trade-offs are are different than lightning and and liquid so with lightning lightnings completely trustless um, and where is this yeah so lightning's trustless and censorship resistant uh, state chains are not necessarily not sh- Trustless because you need the state chain entity on the other side there. Um, right. But if the state chain entity decides not to sign the 2 202 multisig, you can always use their private key to get that uh, get that Bitcoin on-chain. So it is trustless, but you always have that fail-safe. You can back out. You can back out of it if it's there. Um, and another trade-off with state chains is you can't easily split UTXOs like you can in Lightning Channels and stuff like that. Um, so this helps add to privacy, um, and and takes a little burden off of transacting on the on the main chain as well. You
1: can change the channels at will, right? That's one of the advantages. Yes, the channel you sizes. Can pass the, you, so
0: you just p- pass the key along yeah. at will, um, if you want to.
1: So that's cool, interesting. And then Liquid is is more centralized. Yeah, Liquid um, obviously it's f- federated model, so it's like kind of similar to like a Ripple esque thing, but built on top of. Um, Built on top of Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, and the downside with Liquid is it's a little bit more expensive. Um, but you get the benefit of
1: confidential transactions. Yes. Which trendless. hide the balance amounts. Yeah, so
0: it's, um, again, state chains. That sort of came out of the blue for me. Apparently, Rubin, uh presented at Breaking Bitcoin last year. This was the first time I was hearing about it. I just thought it was interesting. It's, uh, again, it's an alternative and also a, a supplementary tech to... Lightning and liquid and stuff like that. Another
1: and tool in the toolbox.
0: Exactly. Another tool in the toolbox. It's, ha- it's just a proposal at this point. I don't think it's been implemented. Um, but it's out there. Look into it. We'll link to it.
1: But out of all three, lightning transactions will probably cost the most. Why do you say that? Because it's, it's like the most, the most trust minimized and the most... Um,
0: has the most value. From a the most standpoint. censorship
1: resistant, yeah. So it'll probably cost more, because well, liquid definitely will cost less than lightning, because liquid is you know, you know they make the centralized trade off. They get more centralized and they get cheaper, um, cheaper
0: fees in the long yeah. term. This is actually reminds me. Um, I wrote a bent last week, or no, I wrote a, I tweeted out last week about Bitmax and there. Uh, their nine a.m. withdrawal. We've been talking about that forever. Yeah, people are st- talking about it. We're talking about it forever. And Bitmex came out, and a couple of traders on Bitmex. I believe Suzu came out, and people are like, "Oh, they need to batch. They need to do all this and that." And uh, what what we've come to find is it, do- it really doesn't matter if they batch or anything. The traders on Bitmex are trading at such a volume that they're okay to pay uh point zero one bitcoin fee just to get their money on another exchange to guarantee that it gets there so they can trade on other exchanges but uh they're bringing liquid th- right yeah bringing it in because they're adding liquid which will severely reduce uh that burden
1: all the arbitrage anyone going from exchange from bitmex to another exchange won't even have to go on chain yes and their balance amounts will be hidden
0: yeah no but it's crazy um talk, like we a lot of a lot of people like to talk quote unquote about uh like, good use, good usage of the Bitcoin blockchain and people uh, will sort of, like, s- say any use case is a good use case. Then they're yelling at BitMEX because they don't think they're batching. And it comes to find out it's just the traders on BitMEX, like, willing to pay more. Um, so, maybe, like, the beginnings of a natural fee market developing.
1: Because BitMEX give you, gives you a choice of fee. Yes. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I like that BitMEX sends it out at a specific time of day. I think that's just smart security practice. Um, I also, I mean, look, they said they're they're going to do liquid. They said they're trying to 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 go full Segwit. Um, they were one of the first, I think, to go uh, wrap Segwit the I, three and addresses. And this
0: week, they just uh, their holding company or their their capital management company, whatever they have donated to the mit blockchain initiative um digital currency institute, digital right? currency t- digital currency institute, institute. institute. Right. Um, that was what we had a look of last time uh which is support which is paying to support bitcoin core devs. so shout out to, to bitmex for that as well
1: yeah that's right and the the founder that i ne- the co-founder that i never heard of before gave to the giving pledge oh really yeah the you know half your wealth by the time you die or after death
0: I didn't, I didn't see that. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: I forget his name again. It was the first time I've ever heard of him. He's got great opsec. You only know about Arthur.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, weren't they, like, college... I think... Isn't they... Ben they?
1: Dello, I think his name was. Ben Dello.
0: Weren't they, like, college roommates or something? Or working at desk somewhere?
1: Honestly, I don't think anyone would have noticed this guy gave to the Giving Pledge, but the block caught it. Because it was just posted on... It was posted on the Giving Pledge's website with, like, 17 other people that also you know super wealthy people that built i think billion i think you have to be a billionaire that is given to the pledge and they just like put like a little blog post with his picture and it didn't say anything about bitmex and the block just put the two together it was great
0: hey the block let's just like not dox him if he wants to be like under the radar that's let him true
1: I, I tweeted it out so now you're making me feel bad
0: what the hell matt you're I'm making I'm me kidding. feel bad. whatever it's gonna get out there
1: obviously people you, knew
0: about it yeah good for you ben
1: yeah, that's pretty stand up act. I think that's yeah. good PR
0: for Bitcoin. It is. No, again, we've we've blown a lot of smoke up BitMex's ass on this podcast before. guess like, again, I think they they back up what they say. And going back to the fee thing, like that's the other. Like you have a lot of a lot of people have a lot. Not you, not you at the end of this this audio, but people have a lot of assumptions uh, about how these companies are. are are operating specifically with how they're sending their transactions. And it turned out that was the users uh, using the blockchain in a certain way in this case.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, they can still do s- better, some better practices, but...
0: Uh, you can always it, get better. Yeah. You can't expect everybody to be perfect at every, every given point.
1: Exactly. Back. They're pretty good about it. Yeah. And the BitMEX research is fucking awesome.
0: BitMEX research is dope. They're running nodes. They're testing out Lightning Network. They're testing out the uh, like the light Lightning Network reference rate stuff just to see how much how much money rounding nodes can make. They're 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 getting their hands dirty.
1: Yeah, our nodes connected to their node. Boss. I uh, what I thought was uh, really funny is when I tweeted about um, the co-founder Max giving to the Giving Pledge. Someone responded like, "When contribution to Core devs? and then it was like an hour later, Bitmix. Announced that they were contributing to the Digital Currency Institute. Pretty funny.
0: I didn't know uh, the Digital Currency Institute supports uh, Vladimir the, and uh, someone retainer. else. Yeah, is it is it Corey Fields? Maybe I think so. Yes, I'm. Not, I didn't. I never knew that. I never knew that. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. He was funded by MIT. Shout out to MIT. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody supporting Bitcoin Core dives out there. Uh.
1: Uh, talking about Bitmax Polo, who has margin oh, trading, yeah. <laughs> like right before, right, <laughs> right before, before, we before went this, live. yeah. Um, they offer like the shittiest of shit coins for margin trading. I didn't even know they did this.
0: Yeah. So Polaniacs, we've talked about them before. They're one of the, they were one of the kings in the 2014 altcoin casino craze. They were it's still big in like 2017, early 2017. Yeah, big until then. But they were, yeah, they got their legs in the 2014 craze and have since been pretty neutered uh, acquired by circle uh, sort of have the the regulatory shackles thrown on them here in the states in particular and today uh, they had some it was scheduled maintenance planned maintenance planned maintenance they went down um, and they came out and announced it on May 26th uh, fucking eight days ago eight days ago due to uh, high volume and a, a excuse me, high volatility. In a, just a, a huge crash. Huge crash in the price of clams.
1: Have you ever heard of this token? Do you clams, know what this Yeah, is?
0: clams is like old school. Clams was one of like the first Oh, airdrops. it was the airdrop one. Yeah.
1: That's the same clam? I'm pretty sure. Or is sure. it a different one? This is just called clam. It's not clams. It's just clam. Uh, I'm,
0: I'm not sure then. Uh, it
1: might be the same one. But it's the shittiest of shit coins if it's that one. Yeah,
0: and they're trading it on margin. They lost 1,800 Bitcoin in their margin lending uh, book. Ridiculous ridiculous this is a highlight that shit coins are 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 highly like they make your exchange highly susceptible to losing a lot of bitcoin like yeah because
1: illiquid fucking shitcoin market and so then what they do is they wait eight days i guess they're trying to figure out they close the accounts of the traders that owe them money obviously they wait eight days they while they try and get the money back they wait eight days they go down for a so-called planned maintenance they take off Five, four other shit coins. I think they're and like made. Ridicu- b-
0: Bitshares is bit on sha- there.
1: Bitshares? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> made safe? Are you? Are you ridiculous? Brought I, back some MEMs. And then the other two. What are the other two? I don't even know who they were. I like didn't even recognize them. Those are the two I remember.
0: Let me find them.
1: Uh, and then they open eight days l- later. They go down for so-called planned maintenance. When they come back online, every, all the margin traders got a haircut of sixteen percent. It didn't matter what position you were in, if you were lending, if you were trading, whatever. Every margin user got a 16% haircut. And they said, like, if they get the users to pay them back the money, they will, they will rec- you know, compensate them.
0: Shitcoining, not even once, freaks.
1: Planned maintenance is, like, the most overused term on, on exchanges, crypto Twitter on from the exchanges. Because... It just freaks me out every time I see it now. So it does the opposite of what they're hoping to do. Exactly. It's been used so false, like falsely so many times.
0: No, but let's drive home the point here. Like Every margin trader on that exchange was affected because they were running books on illiquid shitcoin markets. And Even
1: if the trader wasn't participating in those. Yes. Uh, only non-US because they didn't offer margin to US users. Yes. But still... And they, like said, it's only 0.4% of users just to make you feel better about it or something.
0: Yeah. yeah, not your keys, not your coins, right? Not your keys, not your coins. And if you're building a business out there, just be wary, like, your threat model has to include these, especially if you're running an exchange, like, these illiquid markets uh, have to enter your threat model and you have to weigh the opportunity cost. Is it worth it in the long run? Is it worth losing 1,800 Bitcoin? It's not... I wonder if... It's not a small
1: amount. Someone made a lot of money on this, you know?
0: Did we talk about the uh, the Kraken quote-unquote hack? Or Kraken didn't get hacked. Somebody's account got hacked when it when it went down to $100 on Kraken last week. Did we ever figure out what that was? The Bitcoin market went down to $100? Or the Bitcoin and Canadian dollar market on Kraken. Oh,
1: yeah, like yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, someone said it was like... This would
0: be if this is where this is all speculation.
1: But that doesn't make sense to me because Kraken has KYC and they could just lock the account that got it. Someone market sold uh, a bunch of Bitcoin, so like the, 45 Bitcoin to crash the Canadian market, then sold, allegedly sold themselves the 1,200 Bitcoin from one account to the other account to move it.
0: Or, yeah. Because the, there
1: was a stink bid for 1,200 Bitcoin sitting at, at $100. So the guy crashed the price with like 50 Bitcoin and then sold the rest to himself is the theory.
0: Yeah, the theory is he got a hold of somebody else's account and couldn't withdraw from their account. Right. So he pulled this trick off to to get it
1: via the order book. To send it to the other account. Yeah. But that's... My problem with that theory is like Kraken could see that super easily and just lock the other account.
0: Yeah. No, this was a Bitcoin market. A Bitcoin Canadian dollar market which you think would be pretty liquid comparably. Even I mean, this. who's
1: trading in Canadian dollars? You know, like that's why wouldn't you use the US? Right. I feel like even yeah, I, I don't Maybe they don't have a lot of Canadian users. You know, this is why like why separate why, you know, sometimes fewer markets make more sense.
0: Yes, I don't argue these two cases keep them
1: more liquid. Yeah, um, but I don't think I don't know. I'm not sure about the specifics of that story.
0: Is that Kraken or Bitstamp? We could be talking about the wrong. One.
1: And Polo also has full KYC. That was Kraken. Yeah. It is. You were correct. That is Kraken. Um, yeah, this is the risk you take when you you know trade on these exchanges.
0: That's why stacking Sats is so awesome. <laughs> Just follow BTC seminars. Advice, Bill Burden, our old our old hodling comrade, our seventy year old comrade, hodling strong.
1: But anyway, I feel like that's kind of fucked up on Polo's part. But it should be interesting to see play out because, like I said, they do have KYC, I'm pretty sure, on their users. Uh, so they, they might be
0: able to claw back some of the funds. It should be. The users? Class action or?
1: No. Uh, that's what they said. That's what Polo oh, said. they're going to go after
0: the users like, hey.
1: The users that owe them money, they're going to try and collect, you know.
0: We'll see how that goes. Um, ooh. This was a little under the radar this week too. I think Samurai Dojo officially uh, open source. This is huge, very very big. This has uh, been a very uh, big point of contention when people are talking about Samurai Samurai Wallet in particular, because up to this point, uh, using their Dojo machine, like even using their wallet, um, you, had to you use their server. You had to use their server, which uh, gives up your public keys to them. So
1: and your IP until they then they instituted Tor. So then, at least you weren't giving them your IP, but you were still using their server. Yes. and now they have Dojo, which allows you to run a node at home that your, that your mobile wallet is then linked to, um, and it, they open sourced it, and they open sourced it and they packaged it easily, so you can just run it on your own hardware. If you have a computer at home, you can just run it, or you can buy um, they partnered with Bitseed, Bitseed to sell a node in a box as well.:
0: Yes. Um, so shout out to the Samurai team. Huge, huge step for them. They can finally get that 800-pound gorilla of people saying they're not completely trustless because of the server. And, yeah, so if you're going to use Dojo, let's use it the right way.
1: And this node, it's, Dojo's a big deal, especially because they're rolling out their CoinJoin implementation, Whirlpool, um, and it needs a place to run uh, because mobile is an ideal for that. So you run it on your Dojo. Um, and then you connect back so you can have mixed funds easily in your samurai wallet, like ready to go.
0: Yes. Fucking awesome. So, uh, it gets a little bit easier to run a node. It gets a little bit easier to take your privacy into your own hands. It gets a little bit easier to use Bitcoin like street money as the samurai team likes to refer to it. Bitcoin is street money. I like that framing street money. Yeah. Bitcoin is just all the money. It is all the money. Um, And then, yeah, so, like, this is, like, the last two weeks in particular, I think, have been, like, really under-the-radar, cool uh, sort of progressions from a uh, decentralization standpoint that you want to look for. So, we have the early proposal that came out, uh, which would greatly reduce the bandwidth burdens. We had uh, Gotenna and Blockstream come out with the satellite collab that they have, allowing you to use the mesh network and satellite to receive transactions and data uh we had state chains that we talked about earlier we had watch watchtowers go live and then now um we have samurai dojo which is making it easier to be private and uh run your own private node at your house and now we have utree xo which There's was a also noddle. Nodd.
1: We have Casa, we have Pierre's node launcher. But I'm talking these
0: what I was just describing all happened in the last like three weeks in particular.
1: Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah.
0: And uh, and now and on top of that, UtreeXO which uh, Thad Dry Dryja? Dryja? Dry- Dry-
1: Dry- I I'm not gonna pronounce I'm pretty that.
0: sure he's at MIT as well. Um, he actually covered the Lightning yeah, Network he paper. Uh, he came out with the Utree proposal uh, to help Re, which would help reduce the the uh, the uh, storage burden of the UTXO set, um, so making it, again making it even easier to run nodes and the the storage of UTXOs on your node. Less storage is
1: less, but bandwidth is higher.
0: Bandwidth is higher, but he believes with some accumulator tricks, it will be uh, not tricks, but use some sort of accumulation methods. Uh, to to make it a worthwhile trade off.
1: The cool thing is you can implement it without a consensus change with bridge nodes, so like nodes that run the compact set and the full set at the same time. Yeah, because what
0: it, it that's sort of the crux of it. it, it is it uh, it separates the, hold, the state from the, the holders device. of the
1: Bitcoin hold most of the data. Yes, on their own side. And there's a compacted version held by the node. Um, so if y- so, to run it without a consensus change, you would have to have a bridge node, basically, that had both. So if you were running a compact node, you would just connect to the bridge node. Yeah. It's interesting.
0: Very interesting. And none of this is, or some of it is, but not all of it's foregone conclusion. A lot of it's just proposals, but it's... Uh this is, again, this is the boring shit I like to look for, and it gets me exciting because, again, if any of this is going to be worthwhile or going to happen, we need to make it so people can, I think, I'm a strong believer in that, we need people to be able to run cheap hardware to to make this dream of ideal sen- decentralization come true. Yeah, accessible. Yes. I saw somebody download a bi- uh, Bitcoin D on uh, Nintendo Switch this week, too. Vivek.
1: Yeah. <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, someone was like, uh, "Facebook requires ten million dollars to run a node." Bitcoin, hold my switch. (laughs) (laughs) But I would never want to run a node like Ubuntu on a Nintendo Switch. Why? The touchscreen and stuff is like kind of whack.
0: Yeah, I've never, I've never touched a Switch.
1: It's like great. It's a great video game console.
0: I haven't gamed in a minute. Are we starting? Are we starting a Twitch channel?
1: A (laughs) Twitch. That's what uh, Tashay wants
0: to do. Maybe we'll do it. Um, Got a couple more here. Buy stocks and ETS with Bitcoin using Abra in 150 countries.
1: I feel like Uh, this one kind of under the radar.
0: Outside the U.S.
1: Um, Basically every country except the U.S. If it's 150, right? Yeah, I think there's... eh. He said 150 plus, so it must be like 151.
0: Yeah, so that uh and Global. Obviously,
1: yeah. you're holding like derivatives of it or something. Yes, yeah, so you but get you're getting exposure. exposure, and it's fifty fifty different tickers. Some are ETFs, some are actual companies. I think he has Amazon in there, Tesla. It should be interesting to see what the U.S. Gov thinks about this.
0: Yeah, so starting today, investors can use Bitcoin to make fractional investments in stocks and ETFs with zero trading fees. So yeah. it's even different than Robinhood. Robinhood, you have to buy whole shares. It's Seems like you can like buy parts of shares here.
1: Honestly, I could see this being like really desirable to people it's outside of the U.S. How I don't know. Is is it is it difficult to buy like U.S. stocks if you're in Europe?
0: Without a license, maybe I would imagine.
1: I mean, I imagine it's definitely difficult in like Vietnam well, or something. If right? they have the,
0: if they have like a TD Ameritrade broker over there bet you could get access to us markets through that and i'm sure that exists
1: yeah probably but um i imagine this will boost accessibility for some people you know like in the in poorer countries or something like that
0: yeah in countries where they don't even have bank accounts maybe they have a lot of bitcoin they want to diversify the stocks probably not though it's not the
1: uh, i'm just like trying to think of the target market i don't know it's these are the these are kind of cool things that you can enable with bitcoin because it's just a better money um. but because it's a centralized company there's going to be I'm not sure like if, if the US government was fine with this then we would already be able to you know people across the world would be able to trade in US stocks with like PayPal or whatever their payment method is yeah
0: Yeah. so and we'll see uh, we'll see what the US government thinks about this too it's it been But Abra's been getting away with this sort of stuff for years now. Not getting away with they've been doing it successfully. Um, But not like this.
1: I feel like this is a little bit more brazen. Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: Hmm.
1: I don't know. I have like I strangely just have I have like no opinion about Abra. Never use their product. I like just there's no negative opinion of it. I have no positive opinion for it.
0: Same way, we gotta get Bill in the studio was lined up to speak with him the last time I was in San Francisco but uh we had to reschedule hoping to get that rescheduled soon um, so we'll, t- we'll pick his brain about that I in s- same way I'd uh, admittedly uh have never used it and same very neutral feelings like what is going on at Abra? um last topic of the day seems as though the alarm bells are going off in the uh in the U.S. economy and the Fed governors are starting to posture that it may be time to cut rates again. Uh, so that's what I wrote about in the Ben today. Wanted to touch on it here at Rabbit Hole Recap. It's uh, something to look at. We kept rates below 25 bips for seven years, hitting a low of seven bips at one point. We have since raised them since 2016 from uh, about around 25 bips. We've gotten all the way up to two point two four percent i believe so 224 bips and now it seems that the interest rate will not go much higher as the trade war there's always an excuse uh the bullard from the st louis fed came out earlier this week and said due to the trade wars and um fears of the the uh sort of fallout of that it may we may see a a rate cut in the in the near future um do we know like, how much? Whew. I don't know. I would I would ponder. It It'd probably start with like ten to fifteen bips. Fifteen to twenty, maybe. And then just keep going down. Just keep going down, depending on how it reacts. I mean, we've talked about it for a while. Like I, I wrote about it last week too. The macro landscape. We this was this happened after we talked last week with Deutsche Bank stock hitting all time lows, like heading to penny stock territory. It was below six dollars at one point. And at the same time, the German 10-year bond was negative. So you have Germany's number one bank, and their 10-year somewhat long-term bond duration negative. So anybody who bought a German bond last Friday was expected to immediately lose money on that. Um, That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And so it seems like there's, there's warning bells going off in the world economy, not just the U.S. The Fed posturing is probably not only looking at the trade war they say they call it, they blame it on the trade war but obviously there's other things going on beyond the trade war uh, another thing to look at is a lot of big fund managers are getting uh, rede- redemption calls there was one uh, historic fund manager let me see if I can pull this up real quick I don't have it here but
1: um, but if they, if they cut rates like everything will just get extended
0: right It will. Well, that's the question. So for the last 30 years, excuse me, 40 years on this shit, since the 1980s, the Fed funds rate, which is the rate we're talking about here, has hit lower highs and lower lows on its way to close to zero, which so between 2008 and 2016, we were close to zero for that for that almost 10 years. And now before that, the 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 Fed funds rate reached a peak of, like, around 6%, like, in 05, 06. Uh, but we'll never, like, now, if we keep going down, the question is, do, will we ever go back up above 2.5? And will we go down below zero? So that's the question is, do we break the x-axis this time We can time never around?
1: go back up.
0: It's a, if you look at the chart, it seems like, yeah. Because you just
1: crashed the markets, right?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, you, essentially, you wouldn't be able to pay back the interest owed on the debt after a certain point. Is the liabilities become too much. So that's so we're heading in... It seems as though... I'm going to ring the bell here. It seems as though we're heading towards another easing cycle, and rates are going to drop. And Again, like I said, last time, the low that they dropped to was 7 BIP, 7 basis points. Can't get much lower than that. And I've been harping about the normalization of NERP in the mainstream, the IMF, the ECB, uh, Ken Rogoff... You name them, they're all slowly but surely trying to normalize NERP. Get right? rid of cash. <laughs> yeah. Well, with cashless societies. Well, they've even figured out how to tax your cash to make NERP happen with like, a cash society. Maybe Libra
1: is the answer. I don't know, dude. Maybe Facebook is going to create the one world currency backed by a is bunch z- of world currencies. Is Zuck, the much maligned,
0: misunderstood tech leader, who's here to save the world...
1: I think it all really comes down to whether or not they call it Libra or global coin. Like if they call it Libra, then it has like a real shot here, you can pull it off. If they call it global coin like it's fucking dead in the water. It's a horrible
0: name. What if they just completely go right field and just call it face coin? Facecoin Coinface. Coinface. I'd be I'd be about Coinface. Coinface. Um, Coinface me bro.
1: So so some more details leaked about Facebook's coin upcoming coin.
0: Ten mil a node, bro.
1: Yeah, ten million a node. They're aiming for a hundred nodes. Now, what's interesting is the source is the information.com. Is the information like a magazine or a newspaper or something? It's, uh, the it's internet? a internet.
0: It's a newsletter, but a very high end newsletter.
1: Okay, so the information got this leak, according to f- people familiar to the matter, um, ten million dollars per node, targeting a hundred nodes, so that's a billion dollars and then they use that billion dollars to back the coin the basket of stuff currencies and stocks um n- it didn't make clear if it, they called it a licensing fee so i met they're paying 10 million dollars a year is my guess right it's not just a one time
0: a licensing fee seems like something that will be paid again in the future
1: do, yeah is it one time no one no like i don't like how do they add to the backing right Are they so if they do 10 million a year and then we don't know how the token is issued. So they might it might be 10 million, but then you get issued 10 million in the token at current market value or whatever. And then every year you add another 10 million. So it's not maybe it's not a true stable coin like it's not pegged to the dollar, but it's it's like it's got a float. It's like a stable coin in the more true sense of the word and that it holds a basket of shit.
0: I don't want to call that a stable coin either. I
1: know, but you know, I'm saying like in a theoretical, like the the th- those the theoretical economists, like well, that's what f- favorites isn't
0: that what Banker was all about or Basis? No, it's Banker.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Shit like
0: that. Yeah, so Banker was like one of the biggest ICOS at the time, 2017. It was one of those summer 2017 ICOS that slowed down the Ethereum chain, but that was their... Their idea, but it would be a basket of cryptocurrencies, but they i believe they eventually wanted to extend into commodities and in traditional markets as well
1: yeah i mean I mean maker does backs it by just ethereum mm-hmm. and they peg it to a dollar, right This seems a little bit different because it's a basket i don't know you know i i w- and and how that how the licensing fee for the node is paying for the basket is is an interesting move. You know, I don't
0: once you buy a node and pay the licensing fee, do you have are you able to dictate or vote for how the chain
1: like we've never seen a, we've never seen a stablecoin with its own chain before. Right? No. So and it's not just money in a bank account.
0: Do we think Facebook can pull this off?
1: Like when you issue new Tether, you you give them money, this is theoretically, or like when you get Gemini USD, you give them money, then they print more G- Gemini USD and they send it to you and put the money in the bank account. It's like super easy to add more to the supply to keep it in the peg. But how do you do that with a basket? And if it's 10 million licensing fees every year and they're adding that into the basket, then you, I, right? Wouldn't you ima- Like, how do you dictate what the supply is? We don't know what the supply is going to be.
0: Yeah, because you'd be forced to go invest in new markets, right? But you could deploy a billion dollars a year, essentially, right? And and yeah, what do you deploy that in? Well, we already see how like do do, how do you decide that?
1: Don't we already see central like isn't the bank central bank in Japan like buying equities and stuff?
0: Yes. Yeah, well, central bank of Japan owns seventy five percent of the Japanese ETF market.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of like that, right? So this is going to be Facebook
0: just buying up the like separate. Fed almost,
1: yeah. See, I think it comes down to so obviously, it doesn't compete with Bitcoin because it's gonna have no censorship resistance whatsoever. But it is gonna have strict KYC because Facebook already knows everything about you, so it's they're perfect for it. Um, and they have like this quasi decentralization, like this, like a hundred nodes. Um, so, so maybe the you know, maybe the US government will look at them favorably and be like, this maybe this will hurt bitcoin even though i don't think it'll hurt bitcoin maybe it'll complement bitcoin even maybe they'll turn a blind eye and let it happen but if the u.s government nips this in the bud then they just can't even do anything they can't even launch it to begin with
0: you know that's the uh the big question is the the Cambrian explosion of private currencies making its way into the tech world and will the u.s government put up with it
1: and then, even if the U.S. government lets them, they still have to probably fight with all the individual countries to even allow their users access. Yeah, obviously, India's not a fan. Yeah. Um, oh, Facebook's coming in with their own, you know, currency. Yeah. Interesting. I'm excited to watch it play out. I really hope they choose Libra. I'm looking forward to Libra the standard.
0: Are there rumors that they w- partnered with the Winklevives for this? trail? Is that a rumor? Or so?
1: I didn't hear that. There's uh, no way. Of course he's, like, launching a coin right after they launch their stable coin or whatever.
0: And he's naming it Libra after Gemini. <laughs> I hope he names it Libra. Yeah.
1: Supposedly in the source, they were, like, talking about how everyone at Facebook has, like, open floor plans and stuff. And the whole Libra team is, like, in locked offices that you can only get if you have special permissions and stuff.
0: Hey, if you're on the Libra team and you want to talk, hit us up. He might. He might just...
1: Yeah, you might just be bored and just going for it, man.
0: Risking it for the biscuit. We'll see. Uh, in my opinion, Facebook does not have the best uh, brand value right now on the market. It's got a black eye, if you will.
1: Nah, the big one's WhatsApp, and it's got great fucking brand value. It's true. That is true. And Instagram. It probably shouldn't, but it does. Yeah. And WhatsApp is the developing world's messenger, yeah. man.
0: Oh, I worked I worked for a company based out of Ecuador, like five or six years ago. and That's the only way we communicated. Was exactly.
1: Yeah. That's the killer. That's the killer for their, for their coin, at least, I think. Yeah. Um, you build the wallet right into the app. They already have the phone installed on there. And then you pay off merchants to accept the shit with your $1 billion war chest a year.
0: Yeah. Just think. Think of who you want to cede this control to, freaks. Do you want Facebook controlling this currency? Do you want Mark Zuckerberg? Controlling the currency of the future Or do you want an apolitical Uncontrollable currency like Bitcoin
1: Oh I saw a fun conspiracy theory Let's rip it um, So Fuck Is it GPDR or is it GDPR
0: Dread Pirates
1: No 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 the regulation in Oh GDPR, in, in, GDPR. Uh, in Europe was the privacy Regulation um, that said Facebook couldn't do a bunch of stuff Unless the user opted in so a bunch of users all got opted out of a bunch of Facebook stuff, right? But now that they're launching this token, they're going to probably give it to their users for free. And they'll say to them, you know, to, to get the token, you have to opt into all the shit. And then once they go on a public blockchain, Facebook isn't directly collecting the data. They're just observing the blockchain like along with the other nodes so they can get around the regulation.
0: Financial panopticon being developed right in front of our eyes people. Be aware. Just be aware. Just be aware. <laughs> Just be aware it's happening. It's inevitable. And again, like you said it uh does not compete with Bitcoin in my opinion, but it uh, will be Not at all. Will be interesting to see if um if it gains traction and if so how quickly. And if so do they get into trouble with the government.
1: Yeah, I mean I'd be really worried if if I if I like own bags of centralized shit coins like why would why is someone going to use Ripple um, if they have this and it'll probably be even cheaper than Ripple yeah and, and everyone already has WhatsApp
0: yeah yeah things to ponder also something to ponder this is the 31st anniversary I believe of the Tiananmen Square Massacre that was this week 31 years ago um, Patrick chanovich is somebody who, who documents that every year i'll share a link to that um but it's, again it's like something that's why we're in bitcoin trying to avoid the digital panopticon
1: uh yeah you still can't search it
0: in china it still, still can't search it exist. in china
1: you get blocked from wechat if you post about it
0: yeah um so trying to avoid that situation just be aware be aware of all these things that's why we're here shout out to our one contributor uh donation of the week for a hundred dollars some rent ra- uh not random anonymous donator shout out to you <laughs> we have no idea who it is yeah and uh, thank you for everybody using the dime bag that's
1: so fucking cool I wonder if it's because we said last time that we loved that we could just get anonymous donations and I have no idea who it was
0: yeah. hey it's still, it's still possible
1: privacy conscious donation
0: tftc.io slash contribute if you guys want to get a shout out on here buy us a bottle of whiskey just throw us a hundo. we're accepting um and every contribution goes a long way this stuff's getting expensive with the newsletter the website hosting getting more gear for this stuff it's not cheap especially as it gets more popular which is a good problem to have
1: yeah i mean look we're flying to san francisco
0: yeah oh so, yeah tftc 25 for the bitcoin 2019 conference. i'm so excited for that yeah so we're Funky gonna be there rooftop, at- man we're gonna yeah we're gonna be doing an episode live in person again the first one we did on january 3rd was bumping i think we had like 60 people there we were like at the bottom of the market yeah um even even so it was just great vibes with the live shows we like to make it interactive so we'll have you freaks throw some topics at us we'll riff on them it's more of a conversation with you guys than uh than us pontificating between each other
1: yeah i think we're gonna have like guests cycling yeah it'll be good it'll be fun we'll all get drunk
0: yeah um, that's all we got this week, freaks. You got anything else, Matt? Um,
1: what was the sign-off I gave at the last live show? When you tuck your kid <laughs> in that night, just ask yourself, do I have enough Bitcoin?
0: You don't want your kid to look at you in 10 years and say, Daddy, how come we don't have any Bitcoin? <laughs> Hopefully you don't have to say people are mean to me on Twitter. <laughs> Peace and love, freaks. Cheers. Ba-kee!